Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today we have three clergy members from the Diocese of Washington. Let's hear the stories of these wonderful ladies and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Was Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Granby-Vanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Education Was Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Equals H exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the hope and purpose and goal for this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners and supporters, informed as to what is happening here with the ministry in Ecuador. Because we couldn't do it without you. Absolutely. Thanks for being on this journey with us. Um, As some of you may remember, last week we got to visit with Mildred and uh, Rosa. Rosa? (laughs) I was getting there. I knew her name. Um, Today we have the other three members of the team, and I am going to let them introduce themselves from the Diocese of Washington. Hello, everybody. Um, My name is the Reverend Dr. Joan Bielstein, and I am rector of Church of the Ascension in Silver Spring, Maryland, USA. Uh, I also have other leadership roles in the Diocese of Washington. Um, I've been ordained a priest almost 30 years, and I have been a rector at my current parish, uh, gosh, going on 16 years, and it's a pleasure to be with you today. We're so grateful to have you. Thank you, Joan. Hi, my name is Reverend Terry Murphy. I am a deacon serving with Joan at Church of the Ascension in Silver Spring. We are the clergy team there. Woo-hoo, we got both of you the same time. Both of, they yeah. let us out. They let us come they here. Let us out. <laughs> did y'all escape or did it? No. Well, we'll talk about that at another time. <laughs> and and we've come down here to experience this kind of mission. We've both done many missions before, mm-hmm. but never one quite like this one. Mm. Wow. It has been unique, mm-hmm. rich. And your theology of ministry and mission that you teach us before we see anybody is breathtaking. It's mm. fabulous. So I thank you yeah. for that. Well, thank you. And now the next member of the team. <laughs> Hello, my name is the. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> I am the venerable L. Suvon Rotenkrantz, commonly referred to as Suvon. Suvon here. Suvon. And I am the archdeacon and the diocesan liturgist on the bishop's staff in the Diocese of Washington. And what that really means is that I'm just the chief deacon. I supervise deacons and um, uh, work with the discernment and formation program for the deacons. I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't know her title was the Venerable. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I feel poorly about oh, yes, that. It venerable. actually is the best title in the church, in my opinion. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> have to say that. And um, I'm the Dawson liturgist, which means I'm just responsible for organizing and planning any large diocesan liturgies, like ordinations, confirmations, uh, diocesan convention, those kinds of things. And she gets to play at the National Cathedral. And I get to play at the (laughs) National Cathedral, which is really fun, and work with a very amazing group of folks down there. Mm -hmm. And this is my fifth journey to Ecuador and my fifth time working with E equals H. Here, 
year. year. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we have one set of questions for you, Sue, and we have another set of questions for the Reverend Dr. Joan and the Deacon Reverend Joe, Reverend uh, y'all y'all know I'm Colonel Pistopelian. I, I used to like be really good at this. Terry and Joan, we got some questions good. for y'all. Well, thank you. That, that <laughs> works. And um, and then Sue, we're going to come back to you in just a second. Oh, okay. So um, as you guys are. Uh, your first adventure with Educational Hope. You trusted Sue enough to sign up <laughs> we did. and to come. True. Um, they were originally scheduled to come in J- June. We had that little touch of civil yeah. unrest mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> postponed this until now. Um, what is it that has, what would you say as clergy to other clergy? We have some listeners who are like, I wish I could get my church involved in missions. Mm-hmm. And you guys have... Um, have a voice that perhaps other clergy could hear that would be different from just the laity and their their pew saying, yeah, I really like these people. Okay. What would you encourage someone with some authority to to do w- with this opportunity of educational hope? Well, this is my first um, mission. Ex- this is Joan. <laughs> this is my first mission experience in Ecuador and also working with e- uh, Equals uh, H. Uh, I did a mission trip many years ago with one of our former bishops, and we went to Honduras, Mm -hmm. and we helped um, build a school uh, in the village of Colonial Episcopal, and we had a chance to do some other kinds of mission work uh, in Honduras, and it was very life-changing for me. I came back from that particular mission experience um, learning so much and also realizing that we have a powerful relationship with other brothers and sisters across the globe with whom we are called to work and meet and learn from. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's really clear in Jesus's mis- ministry that he was always sending people out mm. into other communities and to other towns and to other villages to preach the good news of God's love, um, to make a difference in their lives, whether it be helping them um, out of oppression and prejudice and poverty. And uh, I was very, very happy to, res- to come with Sue and the team to Ecuador um, to experience, again, another um, uh, mission opportunity. And it has been, once again, inspiring and moving and eye-opening. And I know for me, I'm going to go home to my particular parish, and we are going to try to bring a team back down here mm-hmm. to Ecuador because it is so important for people to get out of their own environment and comfort zone mm-hmm. and meet new people, meet new cultures, and also do the work of God in, mm-hmm. in the midst of that building of relationships. Here, here. There's that relationship theme again. Yes. <laughs> and hi, this is Terry. Um, just to continue along the lines of what Joan was saying, You know, we look at some of the gospel stories and Jesus says to people, go, don't take the extra tunic, don't take Mm -hmm. the money pouch. And I think there's a lot of hesitation Mm -hmm. on the part of clergy, not because they don't want to come, they don't want to do the work, but it's because they wonder how. How can I get people to come? How can our parish afford this? How can we get maybe the supplies that we need or whatever it is Mm -hmm. we we need to Mm do? Um, When God tells us to go... He gives us the equipment we need. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, we get in our own way sometimes thinking, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be any good at that. 
You don't know until you try. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we think we're not good at something, but other people receive us in a way that makes so much me- has so much meaning for them. Mm-hmm. So we may not feel good about our performance, but someone else does. Mm-hmm. Right. You never know how the Holy Spirit is going to have you impact the people you meet. And mm-hmm. I think it's a, a, a crucial for the church to look outside of our own silos, mm-hmm. our own buildings, and actually look out the window. Mm-hmm. If we don't look outside our own silos, we will die. Mm-hmm. We can't nourish ourselves or anyone else if we're just shut in and don't see what's going on in our world. And and what we experienced, we met these brothers and sisters um, are in ministry with us mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. While we live thousands and thousands of miles apart spiritually, I feel like we're right next door. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important thing to learn, and it's something you have to experience. And I can Absolutely. add to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I said yesterday, we we were at a clergy conference for the clergy of Ecuador. Y'all, y'all did a clergy conference. We, we did. Declared. We did. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were the program for the clergy. We conference. were the program. Sorry for the for the clergy conference. Uh, the clergy of Ecuador, and one of the things I said to them in my parting words was, "From from now on, wherever you go, wherever we go, I go." Uh, that it will always be holy ground between us. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. Um, I can speak for me and Terry that to leave a parish, we are the two clergy there, for a week mm-hmm. um, took a lot of thought and prayer because as clergy, we kind of get into this mode that we think we're indispensable. <laughs> <laughs> and there was so much work to be done. Like, oh, can I really get it done? Can I really do this? Should we leave the parish? What if somebody dies? What if blah, blah, blah. Um, but the parish was supportive, and we finally figured they can do for a week without us. Mm. And we were able to secure a supply priest on a Sunday, and we were able to have another clergy who would be on call for pastoral emergencies. Mm-hmm. And we came. And I guess for me, a lot of clergy struggle with that about leaving their parish and leaving their people. And will they be okay? Will they be well? Yes, they will. And it's important also for them to understand that that we as clergy have a ministry outside of our own particular congregation. Mm-hmm. I mean, our call to go forth and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is not isolated to a certain little group of people, mm-hmm. but it's for the whole world. And you can make it happen um, if you have some resources and you just need to be able to give up control and say, yes, <laughs> yes, I am not, you know, indispensable and they will survive. And in some ways, I would imagine that it's even because you get to experience something else, you come back refreshed or with a new perspective and you can bring that energy back into your congregation. So it really is a win-win-win. Absolutely. You get to come and you get to pour back in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it make them feel like they're something, uh, part of something bigger because they've been praying for us Mm -hmm. and and we gave them prep before we came. And so for them, they felt like they were part coming with us in some way. Mm -hmm. They were the senders. They have sent you the They were the senders. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys both so much. The venerable, venerable Suvon. (laughs) Uh Um, So you just said this is your fifth time down. Um, Why? Why do you keep coming back? Uh, Mostly because when I first um, was connected with um, the folks that I've now known for, oh, what's how many years now? Um, 17 years. um, I fell in love Mm. um, with uh, the people that I met. 
and the relationships that developed with the people that I met. Um, and that's what drew me to come here in the first place and to try and make uh, a youth program happen that we were trying to bring to the diocese here, mm-hmm. um, which we did. Um, She's and then referring I, to happening. I am referring to happening. And um, after we did that, well, I wanted to come back. So um, I came back with um, a member of the church I was then working for to start developing a relationship between that parish and Education Equals Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, then I came back with a young person from that parish so he mm-hmm. could have an experience of mission. Mm-hmm. Um Came back for a party the last time. <laughs> Someone had a what twenty a year anniversary or something. Weirdest. Uh, wow, uh, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this consecration of a young, young man to me, um, who I had met in 2005 to be the n- next bishop of mm-hmm. uh, the diocese of Central Ecuador. But f- foundationally, it's the relationships mm-hmm. that I have developed that brought me back, and the fact that I. So I've been a youth minister off and on for 40 years in the church. Um, done lots of mission work, um, international as well as domestic. And um, I have never been a part of a program that teaches mission the way mm-hmm. education equals hope teaches mm-hmm. mission. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they teach it to every group that comes. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't come back to Ecuador, you learn how to do mission. And you learn the most important parts of what actually sustains that kind of um, Christian lifestyle of being people who are sent, mm-hmm. um, whether it's across the street or around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the values of learning who's across the street or who's around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the values of what you bring to the table and what the other person brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many gifts that are taught as a part of a mission mm-hmm. experience here. Um, with e- with equals H and um, in the Diocese of Central Ecuador. Amen. Well, the good news is that by the time uh, this goes live, that well today the, uh, the news goes out that the Reverend Venerable Reverend Sivan, <laughs> I really like the title, <laughs> Sivan is retiring. That means she's going to have more time to to come. Terry and Sue are actually going to create a deacon school here. This is news to them. <laughs> We've just heard this. Oh, oh really? We That's are. Nice Aren't we lucky? Oh. Aren't we lucky? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> but Jesus loves them. Can I come and down I... and take care of the two of you? Or <laughs> yeah, sure. Or bring you coffee or help? Oh, definitely. Or definitely. <laughs> yes, I have been um, invited by the bishop to help develop a deacon's program here in the diocese. Um, and uh, wherever that leads will be good. Um, and I'm happy to give of myself to do that for this for this man and for his ministry and and for Jesus ultimately. Here, here. Um, we y'all know that we look at uh, John 15 um, as part of our theological foundation of what we do and why we do it how we do it. And it talks about uh, remaining connected to the vine Mm -hmm. so that we can love, so that we can give witness, so that we can testify to the goodness of God. And I have just really been um, challenged and maybe convicted, maybe... Sure, that's not a very Episcopalian word, but we'll use it anyway. <laughs> We're okay with that. Um, that how important it is to provide the space 
for people to bear witness to what mm-hmm. God has done. And saying it out loud to others yes. is a crucial part, whether you're an external processor and you discover what God is doing as you explain it, mm-hmm. or you're an internal processor and you've thought this through, but then the final part of that is to be able to share in a safe spot where yeah. mm-hmm. uh, where people are going to hear you what it is that God has done. and. That's part of why we invite you guys um, invite people from short-term teams to come um, and be a part of the HopeCast is we want to give that opportunity to y'all to, to share your story. Mm-hmm. And we also want to set that example for those who are listening, how, how important it is just to be able to say like, it's the craziest thing, but I feel like God taught me this, or I feel like God's mm-hmm. teaching me this, or has whispered this into my ear. Um, have you seen that in your life? There's a lot of head nodding as I say this, yes. but but how does that? I feel like that's our common thread right here. How it does is. that connect? It is. Well, I, it's crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we look at every part of Jesus' life, and it was filled with stories. Mm-hmm. So, story mm-hmm. is extremely important. It teaches us not only about spirit, but our own connection to spirit, our own growing awarenesses. As Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, you suddenly have an insight. I never thought of it that way. And so when you hear Mm -hmm. another person's story, it encourages you because their story may have been even more difficult than your own. Mm -hmm. And you see where people find hope. And, and for me, the bottom line for all of this comes from a wheeze when we taught at the diocesan uh, retreat list this weekend. Um, we used a book written by our own bishop, Marianne mm-hmm. Buddy, uh, The Way of Love. And there's one sentence that mm-hmm. she says, two sentences actually, that she says in there that really convicts me of the necessity of doing this. Mm-hmm. And she says, I kind of paraphrase, if Jesus was willing to go as far as he did for us, mm-hmm. how far are we willing to go for him? Mm-hmm. And I think that means the ultimate, mm-hmm. as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And so when, when God says go, we say how far, mm-hmm. and he'll still say go, and we'll say how far again. And we won't <laughs> know. Sometimes we don't know in the beginning, and we shouldn't. Sure. But, but those stories just encourage people, and they're so, so important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're fighting over the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I have a a kind of a daily spiritual uh, practice that I do uh, of theological reflection. Mm -hmm. And that is I try to to ask God, where did I see you today in this person? Mm. Where did I experience you in this situation? Mm -hmm. And what... What are you maybe calling me to do mm. um, today with this person or this situation? And the answer may be nothing. Mm. Just be patient, rest, reflect more. But I do that every day. Mm. And, and by doing that, for me, it helps to focus for me where maybe God is calling me to go in the moment mm. or maybe the next day or next week or like come on this mission trip and experience Um but it's always, there's always reflection and action. So I reflect and then I figure out how to act or mm-hmm. where to go or what to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like Terry said, most of all, that involves being in relationship with people and listening to their stories, mm-hmm. getting to know them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and being vulnerable enough to tell my own stories. I mean, to find the common ground, because oftentimes I find people respond uh, 
to me when I'm able to be real with them and it's a mutual blessing or a mutual discussion mm-hmm. than me just saying, oh, tell me your story, you know, mm-hmm. and then they'll know who, who the heck I am. Yeah. So that's – but that's my that's my discipline every day to figure out where God wants me to mm-hmm. go or see God in my okay. daily life. Little life hacks here. Thank you. So um, one of the principles that I've worked with for the last 40 years is a thing called relational ministry. And um, <laughs> a little thing, a little thing, a little something, something. It has four principles in it. Um, the first one is an infinite respect for the individual. And mm-hmm. one of the ways to teach that best is to learn about where that person comes from, what has influenced them in their life. Because if someone is really different from you, the more you learn about them, the more you can respect who they are, where they come from, and the more a part of your life they can become, uh, come connect with you because you've learned about each other. So if I can share who I am with somebody and somebody can share who they are with me, that just deepens our relationship. Mm-hmm. But the other part of that, there are two other ones which I won't mention, but the last one, the last principle of relational ministry is the sharing of the gospel and our own stories together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, every one of us has a life story that in and of itself is a gospel story, mm-hmm. especially if we're following Christ. Amen. Um, and we add on to the whole Christian story with our personal story. But if we don't connect that to the Jesus story, then we're not doing our work as Christians very well. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to me when I do mission is that I want to hear about that person's gospel story and how they first came to find out about who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And I want to share my gospel story and how I learned about who Jesus is with them. Mm -hmm. And to me, that deepens our relationship so much that um, I think anything is possible in growing uh, ministry or programs or whatever we want to talk about. If we can get to the place where we share our personal our personal stories of faith um, and what we know about who Jesus is together, um, we can make a huge difference in the whole world. Here, here. You're here. Well, um, we're going to start our own theological podcast (laughs) or our own discussion training. We've got the first... Um, three people here are going to launch that. Are you going to take a month and adjust? <laughs> unless, of course, this, oh, this takes seed. Um, no, I really just want to say thank you, guys. Thank you for being a part of this team. Thank you for coming down. Thank you for pouring into and loving the people that we get to be in relationship with here. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been an honor and a, and a fabulous mm-hmm growing experience in God and Christ Amen. and in each other. Amen. Amen. Even clergy clergy can grow in their relationship Absolutely. with God. Oh, God. God. We Life need to. Lifelong, <laughs> lifelong process. Life, <laughs> lifelong Indeed. learners. Well, th- thank you guys so much. Thanks for being on the Hopecast. Um, we could not do any of the ministry here in Ecuador without the generous support of those of you who listen and those who don't even know that Hopecast exists, but they give to <laughs> Education Equals Hope. If you'd like to be a part of the Micro Scholarship Program, 
program, please go to educationwashope.org and find that Donate Now button. Anything and everything is, uh, something is better than nothing. And we get to help transform lives for the better and help people know how much God loves them in tangible ways like helping provide for their education. So if you'd like to be a part of that, please head to the website and um, find Donate Now. And thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for your support and love. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.